This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece live from Surprise for Texas Rangers Spring Training. And let's kick off the show in a fantastic way with Texas Rangers pitcher, Mavs superfan, and Android hater, Taylor Hearn. Welcome to the program. Which one of these topics would you like to start with? We can start with everyone you want to start with. You know so. I'm going to start yeah. with the Android okay, hates. Is, so, Corey, yeah. the problem that you had with your phone back in the Metroplex has bled over yeah, to spring me. training. And we've started to just pull Rangers players into our, in, into our issue. Now, the issue is the only Rangers players I'm actually reaching out to are ones with iPhones so that I, can, I know I can text them and they're going to be able to respond. <laughs> well, I mean, that's all I know is as an Android user, I have no problem sending my text to whoever mm-hmm. you as an iPhone person cannot get your feeble phone to send me a text message. It's wild. We've it's had wild. A, such a spike in phone calls, which is weird. <laughs> Do you th- right. Do you think about how like you don't really talk on the phone a lot? He keeps calling. I'm like. Hey, buddy, what's up? And he goes, I just needed to tell you like a five-word thing. <laughs> but I can't text you because of it. Totally agree. Totally so. Agree. I think my new bid is I'm going to start call, I'm gonna start FaceTiming everybody. Just everybody I know, I'm just going to FaceTime them and be like, hey, how's it going? But I don't I think guess FaceTime what? works. Can't get your FaceTime. <laughs> you got to go to Google Meet, baby. <laughs> go to Google Meet. And so, so I have clearly run afoul of you and honestly my wife for not having an iPhone. What are the benefits besides paying lots more money to getting an iPhone? Well, first off, it's it's a lot quicker. It's a lot easier to deal to deal with. You can FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can FaceTime. It's just called something different. No, I mean, well, I uh, one one of the one of my good friends. He's a coach for the Pirates, and um, anytime I I talk to him, it's hard to text because I want to send him video updates about how yeah. I'm doing. So like, I rather just call him. And then all of a sudden, he'll be like, "Hey, uh, I'm like, hey, how do you want me to send you the video?" And he's like, "Can you just email it to me?" And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't want to just make that switch to iPhone, like yeah. you know. Man, you got stocking Apple or something. You just I'm just I'm just saying, people. like it's a lot easier. Like you, if you did a poll, everybody in there has iPhone, nobody has Android, because you know. First okay. off, first off, I'm not gonna lie, I, I do kind of judge people if, if they if I text them and it comes oh, up green, it's uh-huh. like I don't I don't know. I appreciate you coming on the show, nonetheless. But since you asked for the live poll question, Tolos and Tolos eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Android or iPhone. Now, I realize I'm probably going to lose this battle, but at least we're going to go out swinging. You know what I'm saying? Uh All right. Now, quick side question. We're going to get to baseball in a second, I swear. I noticed the same thing with Bochy's pullover yesterday. Do you think they created those as short sleeve pullovers, and then at the last minute they were like, hey, this isn't working, and they sewed a sleeve on? No, zipper, right? I don't don't understand. (laughs) Is it a zipper? Uh -uh. I don't understand Uh -uh. what's happening. I thought that with Bochy, but then I thought it was possible – he was like, hey, we just add some sleeves to this. But now that I see you've got it, 
Do you think that's a basic manufacturing flaw? I think so. I okay. Think so. See, it's we're so, not it's, all that it's so, but it's so it's so easy to get rid of because like, what if you what if you want what if you love the hoodie look but you're like you know what I really you cut want it one. right there yeah they're giving so, you a seam yeah, yeah. okay yeah okay. so you so what what I'll do is I'll just go in there and I'll cut like one or two seams and I can literally just pull them apart okay you know I can have a long sleeve hoodie or a short sleeve hoodie you what know? if you want to go with like the sleeveless so you just go at that seam too is yeah that, or just all right I mean. Then you got to cut it, cut it there. Mm-hmm. You See, know? I think a great bit, not that this would ever happen, but if for some reason you had a rough outing, you just went back into the clubhouse, had that, and just ripped the sleeves off people like, oh, my gosh, Taylor is so freaking You know what? Bad. You know what? I'm going to have to do that. Okay. He's going to pitch amazing tomorrow. Yeah, way to be negative. <laughs> I said it's not going to happen. I said it's not going to happen, but on the off chance. All right. Do you want to go Mavericks or Rangers first? <sighs> Let's uh, – let, let, Let's go Rangers first. Okay. All right. I, Rangers so first. I tweeted out just a moment ago that you were joining the show, and I called you the Rodeo King. Is okay. that a is that a decent? Nickname? You can go with that. Yeah, okay. you can go with that. Do you have a Do you have like a, a rodeo celebration for whenever you strike somebody out to end the inning? Do, no. we, oh my add, God. we add? Because <laughs> Mike's always like, look, if they're going to pimp a home run, then I I have the right to hit them or yeah. or celebrate in your own way. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, would you do kind of a riding the pony, doing the pony dance, uh, feeling the flow, working it? You know. But I can I'll, – I'll guarantee you this. If you remind me and if uh, – when I do make an all-star game, uh-huh. I'll do that for you. Okay, all-star game, he's going to do the pony when dance. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, this year. All right. I can do it. I can do what, that. I was talking to one of your off-season pitching coaches. Okay. And he was very impressed, and he was showing me some of your video on how well it was going. Can you nice. talk about what you were working on this off-season and what you feel like you're bringing extra to the table in 2023. So we, um, so normally I, I kind of lost feel for my changeup last year. So me and him, um, the guy you're talking about, Omar Washington, he's been my pitch coach. I was seven, and um, wow. yeah. So uh, we we wanted to try to bring the changeup back. So we got on the rap soto and all that type of stuff, and he showed me a, a Vulcan grip, you know, and I, and I, and we we were just like. Mess with a splitter, like, like yeah, we from can. Star Trek, yeah. kind of Vulcan. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not joking. Yeah, so 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 we start off with that, and I I, I picked it up within like two seconds, just because I, I I'm you know always had a good feel for learning how to throw a changeup, but just weren't weren't knowing how big my fingers are and everything, placing it on the ball, and this it was just it was just money from there, you know. Were you pulling it a little <clears throat> bit last year? Was it pulling into the right-handed batter? And it so was you're trying to get it to run away from at times, and and the 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 most frustrating thing about last year was like anytime I would throw my changeup, it would be strike the ball, and I couldn't throw it for a strike consistently, and it it just didn't feel good out of my hand. Like I like it would it would metric wise it looked good, yeah. But I know in my mind, I'm like if I can't throw it for a strike, I'm like I'm I'm gonna just back pocket it and just work on it. You how know? how often do you know? Because Mike has talked about this before. We were talking about this with Bochi a little bit. And we got John Gray later. How how often do you know right when the ball comes out of your hand where the pitch is going to go or, like, how you feel about the pitch? I know the batter may or may not take advantage, but, like, how often do you know that straight away? I think um, I think Mike can attest to this. Like, some, some of the best pitches I've thrown are the ones I don't try to throw hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the like the fastballs that have the extra life or the sliders that I throw aren't the ones that I are, are, are the ones I don't try to make it nastier. You know what I mean? So where if I throw a good one, I'm not trying to make it nastier. If I throw a changeup, I'm not trying to like grip it too tight or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I've really I've really been working on that. And it's actually been paying off to where like I'm thinking myself like the less 
I'm trying to throw harder, the better it is, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I think yeah. for that purpose, like I mentioned shooters in basketball. You know when you put your – once it leaves, you're like, nope, that's off. Yeah. And yeah. golf, okay. whenever, yeah. you, whenever you stroke yeah. it wrong, you yeah. know immediately, like, oh, crap. Yeah. You, you mentioned the pitching coach going back to the age of seven, and I was like, wow, that seems unusual. Is that the case, that you would be with somebody for so long? Does, do you see that a lot in Major League Baseball? Not really. You know, uh, a lot of the guys I've ran across in pro ball, some of them don't really have pitching coaches. And fortunate enough for me, I, I, I mean, I wish they all did because sometimes sure. it's good to have somebody that's been knowing you for a long time that can yeah. call you after games and stuff like that and see stuff that maybe pitch coaches don't know, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I mean, you know, this is my first time working with Mike Maddox, and, you know, he, he's he's getting to know me a lot. But, like, I can call Omar, and Omar can sit there and call me after a game and be like, yeah, you know, you, you're yanking this or that. And, you know, maybe maybe the coaches didn't see it, you know. And he is a former professional pitcher, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- yeah. Well, and it was probably smart sense. working yeah. on the on the change up too, because uh, obviously Greg Maddox being around is the king of the, hey, the change up. There. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? I heard that maybe Greg Maddox doesn't love interviews the most in the world. Uh, will you put in a good word because Greg Maddox is my all time favorite pitcher, and I would love to right chat behind with you, him. Taylor. Right behind you. Well, okay, because you're okay. not a former pitcher. Oh. You're still going. Okay, so okay, you're okay. Still going. All right, and so, all right. and so, I would love to talk with him, but I don't see him in the main part of the clubhouse during media a whole lot which is probably smart i think that's what i would do too i, I could work on that you for know you. the other thing too is taylor's probably too young have you ever seen one of the greatest mlb commercials of all time with greg maddox that chicks dig the long ball was that him and um it was another pitcher in there glavin. too glavin. yeah glavin that's it that's it yeah, yeah they're spring it. training and they're just working on their swing yeah they're doing the yeah i've seen that they're, they're hitting yeah yeah, they're hitting, yeah i've seen that <laughs> after they hit I've home runs that. they're all <laughs> i didn't mean to turn my back to you but i was trying to keep track on the fan text in a shocking upset android has a slight lead you know what i didn't realize it's still early though it's, 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 it's still early and i haven't monitored the twitch yet what i didn't realize is how strongly people felt about this because there's some people who are like android iphone but then there are other people who somebody goes oh you have an android that's why you're such an elitist yeah and i was like is wow. that i was like is an android an elitist wow. phone and then another person said iphones are for old people and kids that's the rest of us have androids that's i didn't true. realize people like held this passion that's, to their core I, I i was team android for a while and i switched to iphone when i got to high school made things a lot easier for me all right, so now I'm going to be honest here. Come into this spring training, I've got this vibe in the clubhouse watching you guys play yesterday, this feeling of, like, you guys can win. Mm-hmm. And it feels yeah. like there's a belief in the clubhouse that you guys can win. I'm not trying to take shots at last year or anything like that, but this feels different than maybe the last few Texas Rangers spring trainings. It has, it has. This year, th- th- this year is a lot more uh, expectations, you know, and it's it, you, like, like you said, like when you walk in the clubhouse, you can feel it. Like, you know, like seeing Evaldi pitch uh, a couple days ago, that was impressive, you know, and then seeing DeGrom getting better and then uh, Heaney and all these guys coming. So you're like, we, you know, we, we actually got a legit shot this year, you know, and it's, it's just, it's just more exciting. Cause now like when, when you talked about guys in the bullpen and stuff like that, all of us, like, it's like, we, we, we already know what, what to expect. You know, everybody knows their roles. And everybody's going to see what Bo- Bochi puts, you know, us in our different roles and stuff like that. But it's like it's really different this year. Are you, you know? a guy that could pitch three innings in a game or could pitch the eighth inning of a game? Like, do you kind of know what you're getting into this year? So, I guess for right now, what I was told is just like long relief and then possibly back end as well. Because, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, you saw it last year. I went three inning save. So, I'm like – I. You know, I, I can do that if you need it. So. <laughs> do you get do you get motivated by 
I don't know if disrespect is the right word, but it does feel like people have focused in on the bullpen and said, hey, I feel good about the starting rotation. Hey, I feel good, especially about the top of the lineup. But it feels like for a lot of people, bullpen is a question. Does the bullpen, like, motivate off of that, or do you just not pay attention? Well, that just lets me know they didn't watch any games. Fair enough. Realistically, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Realistically, like, we, 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 we had a really good bullpen last year, and we got a really good bullpen coming in this year, you know, if you really think about it. I think, I think the only reason why people probably – say that is because we didn't go get like a big name guy in yeah. the bullpen but if you look at i mean we got spores we got jonathan hernandez leclerc i mean we got barlow i mean we got some guys down there you know we brought in kennedy back and uh dom leon as well but i mean we got some guys down there you know it's just like it's just sorry we didn't get no big name guys but it's like you know we got a really good bullpen brock burke as well you know they added uh the pitch clock and everything oh yeah and then yesterday the first inning still took over 30 minutes the guy did get hurt yeah there, yeah. there was some yeah. pitching changes early but yeah uh, have you have you gone through that yet have you get experience like having to okay does it help you focus faster it's never it's never really bothered me so i i looked at it like i looked at it like an advantage whenever uh, i got a chance to work with it i was like i'm a quick person and that kind of helps me put added pressure onto the hitter. You know okay. what I mean? So if I'm, like, still up there on the mound, like, looking and stuff like that, and I, I tell our catchers, like, hey, after I throw a pitch, like, you can literally put it in there right right when you throw the ball back in right there, and, like, I'll, I'll hear you. Like, I'm locked in. I, I know everyone will say control what you can control, <clears throat> so this might be an odd question because you can't change it, but have you gotten the vibe from most of the players that they're in that same mindset, or have people kind of been complaining about it, and they're like, I know we'll get it, but this is dumb. No, no, no. It's actually been pretty positive. A lot of guys oh. have been making the adjustment. Yeah. Uh, they now, You know, they did joke and complain about it early on. Sure. But, they're, but they're like, hey, like, you know, I guess they're working on trying to figure out, like, a, an out pitch. So, like, if I shake to you three times, what's the pitch you want to go to or whatever it is for all of us, you know what I mean? So, but it's been good. Like, a lot of guys have been liking it because we've been getting out of here a lot earlier. So, yeah. Gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Is that if you call fastball away and let's just say you're wanting changeup, he goes fastball in and you say no, then he goes breaking ball and you say no, you've ran out of time. Absolutely. So you, you, might, throw pitch. you might just yeah. have to throw the pitch. Yeah. Like, I, I got to the third one, I got to say yes to. Like, yeah. I cannot get to my fourth pitch. Yeah, do here. something like that, you know? And it's, it's, but I, I've always tried to make it seem like I've never, I, w- now, I never want to get to that point because with yeah. me, I, um, I don't really second guess myself, but whatever the catcher puts down, I, I can have confidence in it. Now, sometimes I'll shake every now and then, but normally, like, if it's an 0 2 count and I, and I want to fastball up and he goes break a ball, and I'm like, all right, maybe he's seeing something, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to make sure I execute the pitch. Do you think you could make $10 million or $15 million a year if you got to play offense against the Dallas Mavericks for a whole season? <laughs> I'm assuming it doesn't even matter if you play basketball, you could average at least 12 against the Mavs defense. So I'm just wondering what yeah. you're thinking of this Mavs new team. Uh, yeah, you give me 10 or 15, I'll just, I'll just go out there and play defense. You ain't got to worry about me. I'll, I'll dish the ball out. Yeah, they'll give you layups. All you got to do is I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Nobody's going to contest them. Yeah. Dwight Powell's going to fake like he got hit in the face and fall down. Luca's going to yell at a referee on the other side of the court. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so as you can tell, he's feeling really stoked about that. Yeah, I mean, hey, right he's, he's, he's speaking for me as well. You know, last night, last night was frustrating, though, you know. Uh, and then come to find out, I mean – like when they lost against the Lakers, yeah. you know, I got there's like three guys in there that are Laker fans, so you know I had to hear about that. Yeah, so. surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, the good news is surely no one in your clubhouse is a Pacers fan, right? Like that's not <laughs> is that a thing? How many I don't, Pacers I don't, fans are? Yeah, there? I don't, yeah. I don't know anybody. I, I, I really <laughs> nobody don't. does. Nobody. It's, it's just like the biggest teams. You got like the the Bucks, the Lakers, the some guys are Celtics, Clippers fans, yeah. Celtics. You know, what I mean Knicks fans. So I've been I've been hearing it from a bunch of them. So.
I've been kind of just wearing it. But the baseball team's looking really good. So yeah. yeah. Feel yeah. Good That's the that. positive. That's the yeah. positive we can look at, you know? It's like on April 15th, we're going to stop talking about the Mavs. All focus on the Rangers. This has been building, building, I can tell. I can tell. two and a half days. No, I can tell. I can tell. Man, appreciate it very much. Love chatting with you. And I love your answer about the bullpen. And people, I will tell you, I'm sure you know this, people back in the Metroplex are excited about this Rangers season in a way that, Corey, I feel like we haven't palpably felt in a few years. It's to a point now where all we discuss is, did they dominate their bullpens? You know, like, <laughs> at that, we're even going there. Did Just they dominate their the bullpens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stay below yeah. the strings. Yeah, what are the strings, real quick? <laughs> are you trying to go above the strings, in between the strings, below the strings? What are the strings? I'm just trying to – I don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When, like I'm, when I'm throwing bullpens, I, I don't notice them. Okay. Like, like, like the, only, the only time – I notice or hear that I hit a string is if Mike's like, yeah, that's some string right there. And I'm like, I, I hit the string. I was like, I, I kind of was just throwing it, you know, for like, whatever. Is that positive or I don't know. Yeah, like, like it's positive, yeah. though, you know. Um, and then also to your other point, I, oh, man, one thing I have learned my whole life about being a Mavericks fan, just Dallas fan in yeah. general, we they have such the highest expectations. And it's like, you know, and it's like if we don't – if they don't meet them, then it's like just blow the whole thing up and get rid of it like Cowboy fans and stuff like that. So, sure. I kind of got to stay off of Twitter because they, they really make me mad about that yeah, stuff. It's, yeah. World, it's World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I know what you mean. We grew up in the Metroplex. I yeah. I'm about to say, okay, because y'all know. These Dallas kids. Yeah, yeah. y'all know. Y'all know. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to pretend like I've never been part of that group for a minute, though. But you like, have yeah, been. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, but you have been. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But I think reasonable expectations are in place for the Rangers for I a agree. lot of us. And then there's other people who are like, if we don't make the playoffs, this team is trash. So I think you're probably right to avoid certain sections yeah like and, and it's oh god it, it is, it is, <laughs> it is. it's just like it's like and and it, i you know i see it on twitter like if we, we happen to blow a, a lead or something like that somebody blows a save and it's like the, the next day it's like oh yeah get him out of there and you're like yeah. one game yeah. you know what i mean or you know it is what it is but also to the maverick point uh luca talking smack to rick i liked that at the beginning but then i was like oh yep. it came back to bite yeah rick, like, rick oh. got the dunk at the end of that one did rick say anything about that oh, yeah. i didn't oh, what did he say they asked him uh, what he brought Luca for his birthday, and he said, I brought Halliburton. <laughs> he had to smile, like the S eaten grin, you know, and, and it was like, yep, there you go. Do I need a suit up? Do you want me to go suit <laughs> Absolutely. up? Yes. I'll just, Absolutely. I'll go play defense. can't be worse than Tim Hardaway <laughs> Jr. on defense. <laughs> <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we will dive further into Mavs. Mavs Pacers, Maxi returns, but the, can the interior defense return with him? 877-881-1053. You want to get involved in the conversation? We will do that next live from Surprise on 105 Through the Fan. Here comes Luca, driving on Miles Turner, around him and found the lock. And that's the dude you want to shoot the corner threes. The Mavericks have quickly climbed that mountain, and they lead this game 79-78. Timeout, Indiana. KNC masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan, where that lead would not last. Yeah, they didn't climb this, Mark Followell. <laughs> Well, for a minute they did is the Mavericks lose to the Indiana Pacers. And so I know I know it's just one game, but my basic thought going into this game or whenever he came back, I know Maxi played last night, but I was just thinking all along, whenever he comes back, can he bring back some of the interior defense or maybe even just the defense in general with him? One game doesn't look promising, not because of him, just the defense didn't look promising as well. Can Maxi help? Even bring this defense back to slightly below average? No. Average? The answer is no. 
So here's my, here's the reason why. People are like, you're overreacting on one game. And I will admit at times I've done that before, but here's what I'm worried about. And I'll, correct me if I'm wrong here or, you know, have a different opinion is usually after you somewhat get embarrassed, and I do think that Laker loss uh, being up by so many points on national TV, losing, everybody kind of taking shots at you Monday on all the national shows, and then obviously talking about the Lakers and, and what they're doing. The next game, you usually see the best team that you're going to see. If that sure. makes sense, when, when you watch – if you watch NBA basketball, uh, you know, and I, I like following people that watch a lot of NBA basketball because they understand the ebbs and flows of a season. And I know at times you can go on a losing streak and still be a great team. But when your coach calls you out after a game's over, when you get embarrassed on national TV after blowing that lead, and then you're playing Rick Carlisle, who obviously we know – Luka Doncic hates beyond belief, okay? He cannot stand that human being. I think Rick Carlisle was a great coach and deserves to kind of have his name in the rafters. I don't know how you retire a number or anything as a coach, but, I I mean, that's how much Rick means to me as a Maverick fan, how great he was as a coach. But Luka hates him, so there's motivation there. And you give up 106 points in three quarters, and I understand what happened in the fourth, and you played better defense, and you are playing a bad team, so bad teams do have – trouble closing out games but if you can't bounce back from that laker loss and you still show that you're arguably the worst defensive team in the nba you're in trouble yeah you know what i actually have some numbers about that in terms of specifically i saw some trends from the interior defense so the mavs before the pacers game the mavs points in the paint allowed 54, 74, 64, 64, 66, and 62. What does that mean for context in the rest of the league? In the last six games, prior to this Pacers game, where they did only give up 50 points in the paint and outscored Indiana, Indiana, so that's better. They were giving up 64 points per game in the paint in the last six games. The worst team in the league for the whole season was Memphis at 59. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Mavericks for the season are giving up 56. So they're like low, 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 low on that list. There's, I mean, there's no solution for that, though. I don't have one for you. They don't, I mean, Maxi is not the solution for that. Yeah, he's not Kevin Garnett. He is good, and he had moments last night on defense. All right, Corey, when yeah. we were watching, he had moments, but it, he can't solve all of these issues. Like the Mavericks, I mean, essentially their, their ideal game is going to be all our guys are hitting their threes because Luka will get you open. But all those guys are hitting threes and the Mavs are up by 20 and they're forcing the opponent to shoot threes and they can uh, spread on the perimeter and knock, and keep those guys clamped down. Similar to what they did in the playoffs last year against right. Utah and Phoenix. But, if I mean, once a team realizes I can go dunk on you and you can't do anything about it, that's what Andrew Wiggins did against the, against the Mavericks last year, right? He was like, I can dunk on it. I can go to the rack every time. And they can't do anything about it. And that's a problem for this team, and it's something that they knew they had. How did how did they not fix that throughout the season, or were they were they that blind to go, man? It's just once Maxi, or you know, Dwight can he's a hustler, and we're Bullock gonna be able to do or... like that's it. That's all you got for we we can't do anything in the middle. Did you think that the or is that may, maybe? Hold on, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, Mike, we've been discussing this at length. Is that maybe Nico Harrison going? This is great because I do want Anthony Davis, and this will convince Mark Cuban we are that poor here. All we got to do is get that guy, and I can go get him right here. It would be scary to play that game without him being a free agent because he is under contract, and if last night Anthony Davis had 28-19, I know they lost, but 
if the Lakers aren't going to move them, if they're like, look, we're not moving them for Kyrie Irving, well, then your plans are done. Mm -hmm. And now you have to move them for possibly D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura or something like that. So, I mean, I do think that's a very strong possibility that the Mavs end up with D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura from the Lakers instead of possibly Anthony Davis when Kyrie says, I want to be a Laker in the offseason. But that's kind of neither here nor there as we're moving forward right now. The Mavericks have to try to solve this, and I'll be honest. I put this on Twitter. I don't know how to solve it. I yeah. don't. I don't know what. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Jason Kidd right now, but I don't know exactly how this actually gets. He isn't solved. leaving. I just for the. I, I like. I want to go ahead and say this. I. However, the season ends. I would be shocked if he was not their head coach next year. Now, after you. that, I don't know. I'm but I, I would be shocked by that. And now, one of the things I wanted to talk about is what I don't get, Kevin. Is yes. After the Mavericks traded away Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie, but especially Dorian Finney-Smith, to get Kyrie, we all said, every Maverick fan thought, all right, Josh Green is playing great on this road trip, (laughs) and now we're going to need more from him, or at least for him to be as good that he has been on this six-game road trip right before the All-Star break. And Jason Kidd, after the trade, has now punished Josh Green, and he took him out of the starting lineup. He's playing him less minutes than before the trade happened. And I'm totally confused on that because we all know that Josh Green has to be our Dorian Finney-Smith and play about 35 minutes a game because he's our really only what I feel like defensive weapon. Yes, in experience, he's an improving player, but... Instead, Jason Kidd's like, no, nah, I need to start the holiday uh, guy who's the, the worst of the brothers who just got released from an NBA team. Like, look, we're not good at basketball. You're not that good at basketball. And then the Mavericks are like, yeah, let's limit Josh Green's minutes now. And at least with this, at least with yesterday's game, like I hear what you're saying about holiday. I like that really bothered me in the Lakers game. But at least with yesterday's game, he didn't play a lot. You know, like I know he started. I can live with that if you go the Dwight Powell fake starting route and you don't play them a lot of minutes. But then Tim Hardaway felt like he took up the bulk of what would have otherwise potentially been diverted to green minutes. And I don't understand that either because I guess I'm just, just of the opinion. And you know what? I know the logical counter argument will be, well, yeah, the people in the building probably know better. And I understand everybody who is going to say that, but just watching this team for the last, well, our whole lives, but do these, they know better? They signed Javel McGrew in the office. That is a good point. But in the last three years, you've watched to where green has progressed. And I look, at this and say well surely there's no dispute that his ceiling is higher than Hardaway or Holiday and if there is then I don't know what we're doing Corey I don't know how they get better by now Tim Hardaway Jr. had overall a great game four of six yeah it's not meant to be against him last night you're right but when you look at this team if they're ever going to get better it has to be that Josh Green develops into kind of a Josh Howard type of a player. Like yeah. We need him to become our next Josh Howard. If you don't remember him, he did become an all-star in 2007 for the He's Mavericks. He's a lengthy and, defender and right. a good scorer. And if he scored 20, uh, you were going to win the game. If he made a three-pointer at the beginning of the game, he was never going to stop shooting threes. So you look at Josh Green's box score last night. Four of five shooting for eight points. In 22 minutes, he gets you six rebounds, two assists, no turnovers. Look, Reggie Bullock is an NBA basketball player. If you put Reggie Bullock on most NBA teams, he plays 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. On our team, he starts and plays 34 minutes. Yeah. What a load of crap. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark Cuban, you fart knocker. Uh, I, you know, I think they're 
two key things that I do, uh, I think one's fixable, one is want to desire what? It is defense. Like, yep. if the defense is a scotch better in all these games that you've lost. I agree with that. You're right there. The other thing is they're they're a poor free throw shooting yep. team. Like, they, they yep. were, what, 18 to 28 last night or something like that? They were that. 50% at halftime. And then, yeah, they were 50% at halftime. They had 20, and they Ooh. only made 10 at halftime. And then I think on top of that, they get they gave up forty free throws to the Pacers, so they were thirty-one of forty. But even still, Kevin, you eighteen of twenty-eight, you make you make a few more of those, yeah. and I mean that's sixty-four percent. You make a few more of those, you're seventy-five percent. You win that game, especially if the Mavericks' path to victory is to out offense everybody. Like that, you, offense your offense includes, has to be good everywhere. Yes, no, you're <laughs> right about that. Like. If you if you're looking at this team and do not believe fundamentally the defense is fixable besides maybe, you know, 12 percent or actually I think that would make a huge impact. But whatever percent you think Maxi can improve it and they're going to have to out offense everybody. Well, you can't leave those points sitting there. And I know, Corey, we've argued in the past. I don't think it's achievable to hit 28 for 28. I know that's your goal. I do. Why not try to hit 100 percent? I agree. Yeah. But even Every game. 22, 28. Shoot for 23 of 28. That could make the difference. And I'd like to also make this official for all NBA. Markeith Morris' career is over. He can (laughs) retire whenever he'd like. That guy cannot play in this league anymore. I will say this. I am not a fan of JaVale Magoo as he has quit on the Dallas Mavericks for a second time in his career. But I do think you have to play him three minutes at the end of the first quarter just to see if Magoo wants to play basketball. Because if he does, then Magoo turns into McGee and he can help you for 10 minutes a night. Markeith Morris can't. His career is over. There's a reason Brooklyn wasn't playing him, and I think after watching him play four minutes last night, there's a reason that nobody wants to play that guy anymore. He had a very good career. Congratulations, Markeith Morris. Your brother can still play in this league. You can't. But I would try Magoo for three minutes in the first quarter just to see if he can give you something. And maybe even get some Timbaland in there. (laughs) Timbaland and Magoo. All right, never mind. We're the KNC Masterpiece. Thank you. Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll explain that reference. But also, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basher. Let's talk about Jack Leiter. And did he dominate that inning yesterday? Next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. A couple things, and I know some people are frustrated right now, but 877-881-1053 for the text or Twolos let us know as well. What are the positives that you're focused on right now with the Mavericks? Because I know some people are like, y'all are being negative. I want to know what your positives are right now because people are frustrated that this team is sliding down the standings and has lost multiple games that you feel like they should have won. So I'm curious about that. And also, on a positive, I want to thank Sonic for helping provide our all of our coverage out here. Sonic! Oh, oh Sonic! Right. I... Good. Oh, mm. Sonic! And now, mm. it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassett. Speaking of, mm, good. Jack Leiter, we watched him pitch yesterday, didn't yeah. we? We did. Up here in the press box with some good barbecue. We did. There was good barbecue up here. It filled me up. It did. For okay. like the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack Leiter. I think a lot of people want to know, all right, what did you think? What did you see? You think he's maybe big league ready? No. But um, it's, it's really tough to say, oh, but he didn't look good either. He was fine. So his first pitch was 95 miles an hour for a fastball for a strike. His next pitch was 94 miles an hour right in the guy's arm. So that's how he started off the inning. He threw a fastball strike and then missed his spot, obviously. tell Just real quick, tell us what people think when they see somebody who does that, who throws hard and hits people. Oh, I said in the Rockies dugout, this is what's going on in the Rockies dugout because they know Jack Leiter's a high pick. They've all heard of him, but most of them haven't faced him. But there's probably a few double-A guys in the dugout, and when he hit – at 94 miles an hour, which was really hard yesterday, uh, this early in spring training, all the veteran guys are in the dugout going, oh, crap. I don't want to hit against a kid who throws hard and has no clue where it's going. This, I don't want to get hit on February 28th in spring training by a 95-mile-an-hour heater. So then they ask the double-A guys, like, did you face Jack last year? Like, is he this wild all the time? Because they're just like – I want to face guys that know where the ball's going sure. when they release the ball. I don't want to face dudes that throw gas and have no clue where it's going. In my mind, Mike, it was him walking up to the mound going, I'm going to show them. Hits a guy, scares everybody, oh. and then he has a bigger strike zone to work well, with. Well, if he would have then thrown the ball where he wanted to the rest <laughs> of the inning, I would have said that's what he did. I think he was a little bit excited. Remember, yeah. this was his first spring training game ever. Uh, I don't believe he threw last year for the Rangers in a major league spring training game. And you could tell he was excited. How can you tell that, Mike? Well, as a pitcher, one of the things that you can tell when a guy's a little bit overexcited is their upper body gets in front of their lower body. You want to lead with your hip to home. When your upper body gets in front of your lower half, your arm will trail. And so when your arm trails, the ball will usually stay arm side up. Arm side up, hit the batter. So I just think he was dealing with a little bit of an adrenaline uh, I could see in his warm-ups, I thought, is he getting a little bit out in front of himself? In fact, let's see, Corey, do you remember what I said when you asked me about his warm-ups, if I noticed anything, and I used a cartoon reference? Oh, no. Their video is on at 105.3 the, 105 the Fan on Twitter, though, so they can go watch this video specifically when you were talking about that, but I do not. I said he might be a little bit Woody Woodpecker right yes, now. Yes, yes. And, and so I know for Jack Leiter, he might be like, I've never heard of Woody Woodpecker. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about because it's such an old cartoon but Woody Woodpecker obviously a woodpecker's head gets out in front of their body 
And so when your head gets out in front of your body when you're pitching, you're usually not going to throw the ball where you want. Now, he wasn't consistent with that, but when you have extra energy, sometimes you can see an adrenaline rush, an excitement. You can see the upper body get in front of the lower body. So after he hit the guy on the second pitch, he immediately tries to steal, and I, I don't know who was catching at that point. Jonah Heim, I believe, had been taken out of the game. I think he had been taken out of the game. So threw him out at second base. So that's one of his outs. So he didn't really contribute to the first guy getting out. And then the second guy, uh, you know, he was able to get ahead, but he wasn't able to get the guy to chase his breaking ball down and away. So he didn't throw it for a strike. He couldn't get the guy to chase, but it did set up. I think the ball was elevated a little bit too much. Like in a major league game, I don't think where that ball was located, you're going to get a swing in a major league game from a major league lineup. Yeah. But he did elevate a fastball at about 95 miles an hour on a 2-2 count, and he got a swing and miss in that situation. So that was his strikeout that he got. His next batter. He got erratic. He wasn't close with his first two pitches. And so his next pitch, he did challenge the guy with a fastball on the plate. And he got a ground ball to short to end the inning. So he threw 10 pitches. He did have a three-up, three-down inning. But I would say there was nothing to write home about. It wasn't horrible. It was nice for him to get off the mound with a one-two-three inning. 10 pitches total thrown. Uh, but there was, I thought he was going to come back out for the next. I thought yeah. so too, because, you know, I thought like, you know, get him to about 30 pitches yeah. and only threw 10 there, but they probably already had a plan in place that everybody, especially since he got pushed back from being the starter yeah. to pitching the sixth inning yeah. of the game is that that's where you're at. Kumar rocker. We did not stay for Kumar rocker. We literally watched six, almost into the seventh inning. I think we watched a pitch maybe. Uh, in the seventh inning, because once we saw that Lighter was out of the game and Kumar Rocker wasn't coming in, we decided at that point, hey, man, we've watched uh, six-plus innings of baseball here. Uh, let's Rocker only back. gave up one hit right. and then was able to get out of the inning. So, right. like, that's that, that's right. a positive against yeah. minor league hitters. By the way, it was Sandy Leon that threw out uh, okay. the guy at second base. It was not Heim. And I can't break down Kumar Rocker because he pitched the eighth inning and I did not see the eighth inning. But it's great. Like, you get off the mound with a zero, that's a good result. But there's way more in spring training than just the result of a zero, especially when you're a developing pitcher. I'll tell you this. Jack Leiter throws hard. Like, that's one thing I can take from it. I mean, he has a good fastball. It's not so good that he can just throw the ball down the middle behind in counts. He found that out in double-A. So, if it doesn't work in double-A, it's definitely not going to work in the major leagues. But good first outing for Jack Leiter, but nothing special. I did not see anything. But he didn't throw, like, a great breaking ball where you're like, dude, that that the knees buckled there or that guy was so far out in front had no chance uh, on that situation. But once again, it was only 10 pitches. So I want to leave it at that. I, I'm hoping you can tell so just a little bit more in depth because when we talk with Bochi, he was like, I mean, we told both the guys, obviously, they're not making the club, which right. is no surprise to anybody. But when you talk about how excited he is, what do these guys get from just being in the big league camp for a prolonged period of time. Well, no matter what, it still is a spring training big league game. I mean, when you go on the backfields, you've seen it. I mean, there's 15 people watching for the most part. Yeah. So you do get, I don't know, there's probably 1,500 people here, I'm going to guess, yesterday. Obviously, it's There'll colder be more right today now for, the Dodgers. for the Dodgers game. And it's still not, it's still not spring break yet yeah. for the country. So you're going to have lesser crowds to start spring training, and we're here for the start of spring training. Rather than once you get into mid-March, there's a lot of spring breaks where a lot of people come down uh, to watch baseball. But, you know, you just get a little bit of action. 
uh, in a big league game on a on a big league spring training field, and it hopefully builds you a little bit of confidence going into your for most likely Jack Leiter Double A for Kumar Rocker High A ball. That it builds the uh, confidence that hey, I'm coming here and I got to get these guys out, and they're really good players, but. I still have a lot to work on if I want to really be ready for a major league level. So uh, that's that with that. I had three things that I wanted to that stood out that I liked Mike yesterday. Right. One was Marcus Simeon hits the crap out of the baseball. Like he <laughs> he yeah. hits line drives, and I it's my favorite thing to watch because whenever he hits line drives, that dude can run too. I've asked for Simeon tomorrow. I'm okay. Oh he my God, that would be tomorrow. awesome. Uh, Jonah Heim had that 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 uh, pickoff the at second pick. base. Yep. That was awesome. It was a punch out and a pickoff at the yeah. same time. And then Jackson Frazier, uh, by the way, is Cliff Clint Jackson Frazier is his name, and it looks like he's going by Jackson now. I don't know even what's his going. His nameplate yeah. said Clint. Though. So, but it's like even on ESPN and everything, it says Jay Frazier and everything. But what? he had a bomb. And uh, and that was that was fun to watch yesterday, man. It was it was exciting. Uh, spring training baseball. I'll tell you what. I liked, and I didn't know if you were going to mention this, but it is my bias here, is a guy who just turned 20 years old who could be in the outfield. I was asking, and they said very unlikely, but there is a possibility that 20-year-old Evan Carter does make his big league debut this year for the Texas Rangers. He roped one, dude. Not early on, but he came up in the bottom of the sixth inning and hit a line drive into – uh, the gap into right center field. The center fielder cut it off and got it in, so it was just a single. He did get thrown out trying to steal uh, second base. But he is a guy that a lot of people believe is a potential 30-30 guy and a center fielder. Not not this year or next year. I'm not putting 30-30 on him to start his major league career off. But I asked, and they said, look, if left field or center field isn't going the way the Rangers want it to go, and let's just say Evan Carter is in Frisco and he's batting 300 with a 900 OPS and he is just running down fly balls and he is dominating the league and he's arguably the best outfielder in double A this year at 20 years old. They wouldn't be afraid if let's just say August comes around and they're like, look, the kid has dominated double A wow. baseball. Let's give him a chance because you hope this doesn't happen. First, you do hope it happens for Evan Carter. But you don't want Leoti and Bubba Thompson and uh, Robbie Grossman and maybe, if I want to throw in Duran or Josh Smith, you don't want all those guys struggling so much that you're like, dude, he's not even on the 40-man roster yet, but let's call up this 20-year-old kid. That being said, you do have a stud who I think, Ranger fans, he's number 41 in baseball right now, the 41st best prospect in all of baseball. I think by the time we get to re-ranking players – at the end of like that all-star break time where you have the I forget what the, the futures game. Yeah, futures game. He'll be in the futures game. I do think he'll be a top 20 prospect in all of baseball when you get to the all-star break. And Kevin, I know your favorite player yesterday, Raez Maranta. He was a pitcher throwing 94 miles an hour out there. He's five about 5'10", about 265. He ain't 265. Oh, my gosh. Throwing Mike. heat, Mike. He's 320. He is throwing sure. gas. Golly, that it, is rude. Let me ask you this. It's not rude. It's <laughs> facts. If we went into the clubhouse right now mm-hmm. 
and he did throw well in the game yesterday. If I put the over under on two ninety nine and a half, do you think he weighs under two ninety nine and a half or over two ninety nine and a half? Well, hey, I'll take the under. I'll take the under because ninety four is what he was hitting on the on the radar yesterday, Mike. I so hear go- what you're saying, Mike. I know. Can, can I bet both of you ten dollars? Because I know somebody that knows the weight the weights and when they weigh in. Oh, oh my no, gosh. that feels. <laughs> we'll do that off air, Mike. So we'll so rude. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one hundred five. Through the fan coming up next in honor of george kittle which nfl player would be great in the wwe we'll have a little fun next right here in the fan t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 